is the new Florida State president. <laughs> Turn that off. <laughs> Very quiet. Oh, that's horrible, man. Did you hear it? <laughs> Barely. Let's see. Let me play it again. There we go. Is the new Florida State president. Florida State is heavily after Kane Madden, and it seems like, you know, right now, Florida State is in a really good position. I, 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 I'll get a tattoo. Um of NG if he does not um, land up for the state. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful, oh, beautiful Monday evening. We haven't done one of these in a good while. We didn't get to record last Thursday. All the guys were a little busy. It was a busy week last week, so now we're jumping over to Monday. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Packed one. Tons of stuff going on with me this evening we got nate greer our lead recruiting insider destin lewis our lead writer and editor at the bottom and austin vz sick vz this evening with us uh, our lead basketball writer at nolgameday.com gentlemen it is good to be back with you guys after our little thursday break kind of i guess it's great to be here it's monday I'm, I'm ready to get to work for some reason we record on the worst day of the week so you know who knows mm-hmm. how this will go this is the worst day yeah, if we we gotta get a, we're getting Dustin a new mic. Everybody remind me to do that so when we can hear his full sentences, I promise I'll do it. He has a new job now, so you should be able to to go ahead and nut up for for a microphone on Amazon. I'll just, speak, I'll just speak up louder, but I haven't got my first paycheck yet. So <laughs> what are they doing? They're holding out until that comes in. There will be no new mic. They've got you messed up, man. You sure you got the job? I think. I mean, I think so. No, I didn't. No one really talked to me today, so I might have got fired, and I and I don't even know. But we'll see. I wouldn't talk to you either. So, no, I mean, probably a good decision on their part. I would definitely ruin their Monday. Nate, are you look at the ch- like? What's going on here? Like the chain uh, is out. Are we celebrating something? Like what? The chain? My, We're showing off a little bit here. Not my grandfather's dog chain. Okay. No, I'm looking at the other <laughs> chain. <laughs> well, I can't see. We can't see that through Zoom. Jeez. Why even comment don't on it? Don't no, make me man. look bad. Don't, don't be a hater, man. <laughs> I'm not being. I'm no. not being a hater. I'm not being a hater. But you know, I'm just saying it's looking fresh. Got the black tee on, looking like you're about to work at a be at a club at nah, man. I, DJ. I, I just got home from work, you know. Dang. So at recess. I know. Well. Uh, let's jump into it before uh, it gets too crazy here. Before we get started, make sure you guys uh, go check us out 
on Twitter at Hear the Spear. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play. A lot of options there. Let's jump into it. Biggest thing of today. We we always tend to record whenever some big news happens. It works out perfectly for us. But Florida State has found its new school president, uh, Richard McAuliffe. I completely screwed the last name up again, even though I studied it for five minutes in the production meeting. I still tend to somehow found a way to screw up his Just play last the, name. Play yep. the pronunciation video over the yep. stream. Here we go. As the new Florida State president. <laughs> Turn that up for very quiet. <laughs> oh, that's horrible, man. Did you hear it? <laughs> Barely. Let's see. Let me play it again. There we go. As the new Florida State president, Dustin's loving it. Okay, I don't need it to say it again. <laughs> it does it for one it. minute on repeat. I, I tried to. Oh, I bet you did. But Same video. Cut. Same one. Yeah, it took us a couple minutes in the production meeting to get it right. But Florida State has found its 16th president. Uh, he will succeed John Thrasher, and he will be re- Thrasher will actually be retiring later this summer. Uh, Thrasher has been serving since 2014, but Florida State for the last couple of weeks has been running through interviews, practically a whole monthly process here. But it went down to three candidates, and then here today broke news that he has been elected as the future Florida State president. And Nate, you saw it earlier today. He was already mentioning on the, you know, your what you like is a little bit of football, some sports, a little, and even little, off, little, it, talk, you know? a little offensive line too. Yeah. Like, come on. He's starting off really well. I'll take it, man. This guy's you know he's educated as hell, man. Like teacher at Carnegie Mellon, John Hopkins. You know, he's been out of who's who. You know, he's an entrepreneur. You know, Florida State's got one of the best entrepreneur programs in the country. You know, good fit so far, as you know, from what I've seen. Don't know much about him, but talked about football, so that's exciting. <laughs> well, he also did come from a background in Harvard, which is not yeah. too shabby, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Harvard, Carnegie Mellon. Went to – I mean, so he's a smart dude, so – yeah, I mean that's about all you need to hear. He's an yeah. entrepreneur, entrepreneur with multiple patents, so you know he's a creator. So that, that, that's good for Florida State. We got to create some revenue, get football back where it needs to be. Some cool nerdy stuff here. Makalo, uh, Makalo developed and launched, and I got to get that right. That's kind of yeah. I got to get that right. Makala, Makala, Makala developed and launched a new structural biology program at Harvard, and it's. In Cairo Electron Microscape Facility that partners Harvard Medical School and three Boston area hospitals. He also led the developmental development for a new $100 million multi-institution collaboration to build an advanced biological innovation and manufacturing center and facility, which will be a hub for workforce training, economic development, education, and medical research for the region. So after all of that, did anybody get any smarter? The only thing I under or the only thing like I have a question about is how come your voice like gets low and then just randomly gets louder and then gets lower and then gets louder. It was really kinda, confusing to hear you read that. It's kind of like your mic. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> it's kind of like your microphone. <laughs> but I can't really say much because I need to get you a new one. But uh, uh I, yeah. I think too. No, he's super into like diversity. 
I just read. So, you know, with FAMU and everything, I think that's a good fit. Yeah, working that relationship there in town will, mm-hmm. is always huge uh, with Florida State and FAMU always being hand in hand with a lot of things and projects going around. Uh, that side of town too is huge. Yep. So, I think that's I think I think it's a big time hire. I think we need to do a little bit more research on them and read up on them and kind of give our takes maybe next week as this is kind of more new newer news. But it seems like Florida State has done a very excellent job, definitely in their interviewing process. It's a lot everything. better than the the person that was rumored what yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yep, yep. That that, that would have been just an absolute dropping of the ball by the university. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, I mean, Florida State. There was some talks about early on that you know Coburn was he was interested in the position. A lot of people, you know, last year when we knew president thrasher, you know, his time was almost done here. A lot of people were thinking Coburn would be big on that running too, but that doesn't seem to be, that's not the case now. Nah. Were you not a Coburn move guy? Yeah. He doesn't move the needle for me. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. But now you look at Florida, you know, this president's most likely going to look at a new athletic director too. So a lot mm-hmm. of moving things happening in a pretty significant transition. The new coaching staff at Florida state and the football program, which brings in a gigantic amount of revenue too. So this is a mm-hmm. big time kind of new wave, you know, that football program has had a ton of changes, not only just with the, uh, the coaching staff, but along with the administration in there and the program too. And you, you know, the boosters also. So this is a big time moving kind of wheel right now that we'll have to keep an eye on as it moves forward into this upcoming season. Speaking of revenue, I don't want to get off to, off topic, but you know, how much money the SEC has given those schools as like a COVID uh, reimbursement, man, that they, they just going to continue to put a gap in between, you know, athletically, you know, Florida State is going to continue to fall back. They should have left, they should have left the ACC a long time ago. Uh, that, that's a whole other podcast yeah. discussion, you know? Yeah. I, I saw those numbers too, which we can maybe bring up in a different episode. It's asinine. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty sad compared to also other conferences across the country. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little sad. Yep. Yeah, I haven't really done any research, but it looked like Auburn got enough money to pay out Gus Malzone's full buyout. That's I mean, nice. Can FSU, can FSU get that kind of help? Nice. <laughs> They're trying to figure out Taggart, you know. It's been five months, this whole buyout's paid. Like, come on. It's a your check. No, here we go. You know, and, and that was like, what, maybe 10, 15% of what they got, you know. Ridiculous, man. Not too great, is it? Hey, Bo- Boca. I've seen, I've seen a couple things the last couple of weeks. Boca looks nice down there. I gotta say, wherever the pad, it looks like resortish a little bit. Yeah, that's what happens, though. A little, little, little bit of money. Uh, anyways, let's jump on to the biggest thing of the week. I don't know if anybody saw this, if you live under a rock, uh, but man, oh man, what a crazy last, what, five, six days it has been on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Hashtag 
uh, Kane Madden to tally has been blowing up. We haven't even really got a chance to talk about it or speak on it, but this is a big-time offensive lineman from Marshall, Kane Madden. He is going into practically his sixth year in college. Uh, he's leaving Marshall. He wants to go play somewhere else. Very, very talented offensive line. All-American uh, is ranked as one of the top, I believe, 32, 35 players returning next season in college football overall. Obviously, a big-time NFL uh, potential here for him to go as a right guard. Uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff going on. So I don't know where we can start to unpack, unpack this one. We can kind of start off a little bit with, you know, right away. I was hearing things uh, that Florida State was most certainly getting in contact with Kane Madden right off the jump. That morning, Florida State was already getting in touch with, I believe, two phone calls that day. Uh, the rest of that kind of info you guys can find inside of our Discord. You can just go to patreon.com slash nullgameday and it'll get you guys set up. But Florida State is heavily after Kane Madden, and it seems like you know, right now Florida State is in a really good position. Go ahead, Dustin. You go first. My mic's on mute. But yeah, like you said, uh, Kane Madden, obviously, you know, anytime a talented offensive lineman hits the portal, Florida State is going to reach out and do their due diligence. And, you know, at this point, it feels like that interest has been reciprocated. You know, there's there's a lot of interest on Madden's end. And, I mean, man, he's good. You know, a former walk-on, he started uh, 31 games in his Marshall career, played in 48 so he's got a ton of experience at this level. <clears throat> and I got a chance to sit down earlier and just, you know, kind of watch some film. I actually still have it pulled up. It was the Marshall versus um, Rice game. I just want to get a feel for, you know, kind of how he played. And I don't know if it's their blocking scheme or what, but it feels like on, on run plays, this guy is always getting to the second level and putting a body on a linebacker or somebody else out there. He's really good um, coming up and double team and putting a guy on their back. He's solid in, in pass blocking. I believe he didn't give up a sack the, the entire season. So, I mean, this is a this would be a huge get for Florida State to kind of shore up that offensive line, which you know, as everyone knows, has really been a weakness over the past half decade or so. Uh, I, there's some people who are hot and cold on this move. Uh, you know, being a, a Marshall guy, a six-year guy, you know, if he was an All-American, all those starts, you know, why why did he not test the league? So, you know, there's some questions about that for some some people that are, you know, Florida State fans are either really on to, uh, uh, love it or they completely despise it. You know, there's really hardly anyone that's in between. So you have, you know, the camp on the left that's, you know, this guy is a six-year guy. Couldn't go pro, um, thinks he can try a bigger school and fall on his face, where you have the other side that, you know, here's a guy with nearly 40 stars and an All-American type season last year, um, shores up an offensive line while he's at guard. Yeah, guard is not the number one uh, need for Florida State, but when you can bring in two, to, two guards, you know, if, if you look at, um, you know, you know, maybe kicking Taylor back out to tackle like he played a little bit last year. Um, or, you know, maybe that's what they want. Um, I don't necessarily think they're done. Um, you know, not saying that there's names out there, but, 
I think it's a guy you take one because it it's better than what you have right now at guard. Um, it, the guy's experienced. He has decent film. He's played decent competition. And for right now, for the, the status of the offensive line for Florida State the last five years, you can't turn away guys who are all-American caliber players, irregardless if they come from Louisiana Tech, Marshall, Alabama, Notre Dame, it doesn't matter. You have to continue to, to raise that floor of the room and continue to push guys who you don't want to play that, God forbid, something happens and there's injuries that you have to play because you have no depth. At worst, you have depth, but let's not kid ourselves. It's a guy that will come in and start right away and, and shore up even an, an offensive line that continues to get better in the offseason with guys that have been added to the roster. So I, I think that it is a quality take, a quality move. If it does, you know, unfold like it seems to be unfolding. Um, and and um, let's not kid ourselves. I don't think some of these schools would be after him if he's not uh, worth the effort or worth the attention. And to your point about not being done yet, we just saw Chaz Neal enter the portal, yep. which, you know, whether that signals someone else coming in or, you know, Florida State's definitely still looking. Right now on paper, if you land Madden, the starting five offensive lines, honestly, not bad. No. It'd be the best at least since 2013. And I don't think that's much of an argument. I, I, I go 2014. You know, 2014 was a bad. You know, 2014 was really good when Irving moved to center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I, I think that that offensive line took that next step, you know, when he moved inside. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and, you know, I don't think he's going to be the – I don't think Neil's going to be the last time in the leave. You know, there's a couple other names that are being floated around. So, um, you have to you have to shore that depth back up. So, you know, it's a guy with multiple starts, played all American caliber. It doesn't matter if he's six three. Um, take the, take the take, and he's gonna start if he comes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was saying I didn't really. This has been one of the first times where I don't see a lot of FSU fans complaining about taking a a guard in this position because I like. It's more on, on some of these uh, on these websites. Yeah. And I mean, we all know how that business goes. Got to get your clicks. But I mean, Florida State will take that any day of the week to bring in an all-American offensive lineman. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, any day. And it completely, I mean, whoever, wherever he wants to go, he will play. I mean, he's got so much experience. And I think it jumped. I mean, how do you build this offensive line, you think, Dula? I know we've been kind of talking about it inside of the Discord, but I just put out here on Twitter, how do you think – Florida State builds this offensive line if Kane Madden and Deeds decides to pick Florida State because he is wanting to make a visit pretty early on in June. Yeah, I mean, to me, just kind of making a prediction, I guess, on that start in five, I would have um, Devontae Love-Taylor, the left to right, Devontae Love-Taylor at left tackle, Dylan Gibbons at left guard, Bree Smith at center, Madden at right guard, and then Robert Scott at right tackle. So, I mean, I don't know if anyone disagrees with me, but, you know, to have that as your starting five, that means you get to bring a guy who was in the starting rotation day one last year and um, Darius Washington, as well as Lucas. You get to bring both of those guys off the bench. That's quality depth to have. Brady Scott obviously has played some in his career. Davian Johnson, Thomas Schrader. 
So you get those guys as your starting five, and then, you know, that makes the depth behind them. You know, there's some quality guys. I wouldn't mind seeing um, Robert Scott at left tackle. I think you, you look at that and maybe like camp and see what that looks like because he had a really good freshman season. Um, and, and what happens if a guy like Lloyd Willis takes the next step or Robert Orr comes in as, a, as advertised and can play as a freshman? I think there's, you know, I, I, do, I do think that Taylor and, and Scott are your tackles probably. I, I would like to see what Scott looks like at left tackle. And I'm not even counting out a little bit of Dante Lucas if that progression is made mentally more than anything. I think there's a lot of – I think I think if mentally up there is switched around and there's, like I said, some progress, true progress, then I think there's some potential for him too where at least you're building a good depth mark there. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be when we get to fall camp, we won't know what's going on because I think a lot of guys are going to be putting some different – places and Atkins is going to test out a few guys and where they might go that fit the best, but that's going to be one of the hard, that's going to be a pretty interesting job for him alone because he's getting, you know, a good depth and he's got talent. He's got experienced guys. You're bringing in Gibbons who's played in uh, big time games. He's been to the college football playoffs uh, and you're bringing in, if it were to be Kane Madden, you're bringing in a very experienced guy uh, and, and, you know, has a potential to be going into the league and get drafted as offensive line, which, you know, Florida State hasn't said that in years, years, years. So it's a lot of building. It's like he's like playing Minecraft. He's gonna have to play around and build it a little bit. I think I think Gibbons gets a look at tackle also. I, I, I'm not quite sure if he's, you know, locked in as a guard. I think they look at him as a tackle. I mean, good. It's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, we, we have more sure. depth than we've had since who knows when. Even like even that 2013 team. Or 2014, there wasn't a ton of depth behind him. We just got really lucky with injuries, and one of those guys goes down. It's pretty bleak behind him. Now there's depth with, like you mentioned, with Lucas has started a ton of games. Johnson started games. Scott started games. That's not a bad problem to have. Is actually having bodies up front. Yeah, that's and I mean that's one thing I was gonna say. You know, those guys you just mentioned, the last year, two years, three years, those guys have been your starters, and now you've brought in better players and they're going to be your depth. So, I mean, I, I think that just shows to the progression that this room has made so far under uh, Coach Atkins and Coach Norvell. We've got a few questions here at the end that we're going to go through. So, and there's a little bit of Kane Madden in there also, so we'll continue to speak on him. But if you guys want to stay uh, with the latest, I mean, Dustin Lewis has already put in a prediction, what, how many days ago on Kane Madden? Uh how many days? Yeah. It's been a good amount of days. You can go back and look. It was Friday, right? It was Thursday. Woo! That I put it in. It was it was it was a a quick prediction, but still sticking with it, right? Yeah. You know, the, C- the CBs are following this time. Nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, Dustin Lewis, D. Lou down there, he put in a prediction for Kane Madden where he thinks he might end up. We've got always, we've had the latest on uh, Kane since the very beginning. So if you guys haven't joined yet, highly suggested, or you have a very boring offseason, patreon.com slash no game day. It's kicking right now. 
Uh, let's jump into some other big news from last week that we didn't get a chance to cover just yet. Florida State is going to open up the season against Notre Dame on primetime, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, ABC, ESPN. I am I'm stoked. It's a Sunday night. It's going to be like a weird night. I'm, it's going to give me a chance to watch football all day Saturday and not be – drunk it's going to allow me to be at home where i can just go to the bathroom and do all that kind of stuff nate's nate's shaking his head he hasn't had a sip of alcohol in months but uh we are i'm excited about this game you're bringing fans back you've got a nighttime game it's going to be hot as hell for what fits perfectly and i think one of the biggest things here and i'm sure nate can give his response on it too but you know, it's Labor Day weekend. There's going to be a lot of kids going to games on Saturdays and visiting. But Sunday, it's just Florida State and Notre Dame. This allows a lot of recruits to travel up, travel down to Tallahassee and attend this one. That's why Mike Norvell is really pressing hard on getting a lot of these guys here. Uh, yeah, we, we've already started to see the, you know, recruiting updates and talk on Twitter about the, uh, you know, there's a lot of push to make this just the, uh, the game for Florida State this year, um, in terms of, of of their home game and getting all these guys in for a visit, it's going to be no Notre Dame, not Miami. Miami's going to be eighty-two to nothing win this year. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, can you say that again? Florida State versus Miami score prediction: eighty-two zip. Who? Shut shut out! Shut out! Y'all get your come on. You'll get a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Nate's already going with the eighty-two and zero. No, no, but uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a who's who in town. You know, so it's going to start with these summer summer visits to camp. It's going to be a who's who. They're going to get every possible big time kid. Um, you know, we we talked about it a little bit on this podcast and on on Conquer Talk. Every time they, you know, Florida State's done this recently, they shot him in the foot. So hopefully, you know, you know, we can have a little bit of a change there. But you know, the environment's going to be great. It's the first time in a while for for Florida State that they have prime time by themselves, kicking off the season. Um, logo still holds weight, so I, I would not. I think having over 100, 120 recruits would be very realistic for this game. Yeah, and Florida starts off their season at home so that if there's even players that are down or even visiting Miami too. Who? Uh, Florida and Miami. Never heard of them. I mean, Miami will be in Atlanta, <laughs> but still it moves to Sunday for Florida State's game. But, yeah, Miami, I guess they doesn't know who they are. Miami so, season's over after week one. So <laughs> that's, that, that's going to that's gonna be like 75 to nothing. Yeah, that's not going to be last that long. Yeah, that happened. Alabama know. versus Miami. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> even the wife agrees there, but yeah, uh, Miami and Alabama—they don't even get prime time. Miami's logo doesn't hold weight. They're going to be playing at three thirty. Three thirty for them. It's kind of like the. Well, they would never make the college football playoffs, at least during my lifetime. But it's kind of like how you put the smaller game in the earlier windows. So then you can put the prime time, the closer matchup one later in the night. But yeah, that's uh, that shouldn't last long. 
and uh, then ATL. And it's yeah. not going to be good for them. Well, going back to the game we were talking about, I just wanted to add on to uh, <laughs> what Nate was saying. Um, yeah, ever since last month um, at the spring game, the, it seems like the plan that Travis Hunter and some of the other commits have kind of pitched is for everybody to take their official visit for that first game against Notre mm-hmm. Dame if they can. And at the same time, it seems like Florida State is going to try and get as many high-profile targets to uh, come in and visit Tallahassee that same week weekend as well. And, you know, it's it's prime time, the atmosphere, kicking off the season against, you know, a solid Notre Dame team and, and a respected program. It, this is a big moment for Florida State, not only on the, the football field, but on the recruiting forefront. You know, it could really Absolutely. set them up Absolutely. For, for that early signing period. Right. It, it, it is – we've talked about it for two years now. It's going to be a make or break. You know, even – you got to look competitive. Even if they lose, they're about to say, even if they lose, a competitive game, not what, what we've seen the last year and a half, two years. You know, a, a competitive, hard fought, progress. You showed a lot of progress, tight game. And, 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 you know, we had a long time to talk about that, but Notre Dame's got a lot of holes to fill in their own. You know, it, you know I don't think it's a Notre Dame team that makes a playoff like last year, but it, it is a, a very, very tough game to open the season. It's more than just a matchup, too. I mean, the momentum Florida State's gotten all offseason, picking up Mackenzie Milton, Bargeman, DJ Williams, Kira Thomas. I mean, guy after guy after guy, getting five stars for the future classes. There's a ton of momentum on that front. Florida State fans are excited again. And you have to think, with only 25% capacity to last year, there's a lot of fans who couldn't make games last year that go, oh, this is Notre Dame. It's prime time. We haven't been in two years. Let's go to a game. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be such a vibe. People are gonna be going crazy all game, and I'm excited for it. I think a lot of people are really really excited for this game. I I fully expect a, you know Virginia Tech, you know type pregame you know yeah, atmosphere. I do too. Just off the chain. So just like quick question: Do you guys think going back to you know now having a full capacity stadium? And, you know, probably tens of thousands of more fans in the stands this season. How does that affect a road team in their first game like Notre Dame? You know, last season they didn't play in front of that large of a crowd. Now they're going into a hostile environment, potentially sold out 80,000 fans. Is that something they have to think about? I, I think if, if you are returning like a Tommy Reese who's been there and been in big games, probably not too much, but they're going to have a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they're replacing a lot up front and they're replacing quite a few pieces on defense. So, you know, I, I, I don't think necessarily um, I think, yes, it's going to impact them, especially on offense being that that's your first game. But I, I think they're still um, as a whole, they, 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 the last few years they've been in a lot of big games. So um, now it's going to see how they do actually when it's a shot. So, it's different when when you come in and you're a sub and you're not relied upon all the time, but when you're the starter and now, you know, you, you play more of a role, you know, your, your mess-ups are even that more of a hit to the team. So I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, as a fan, you know, wanting to get back to some basics, uh, get back to the college football, but 
I'm also excited to see what happens. You know, there's a lot of positive mojo, like uh, Austin said. Um, you know, there's some good, solid work coming out of spring and going into, into summer workouts and stuff. So can they put it together? You know, they haven't done that since 2015, 16, really. And, yeah. and I, I think it'd be a stretch to even include, include those years. And not yeah. even just including spring and summer. Just look how we yep. closed last season when we had that two-week COVID break. It looked pretty good against Duke. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. getting a full offseason in a system for these players is going to be huge. Yeah, like offensively, they looked phenomenal. Yeah, so a, a, a full offseason where they could develop, learn the playbook better. Mm-hmm. And now you have some real talent across yeah. the whole offense. There's yeah. real reason to have positive positive vibes about this team yeah all we've, we've talked about is you know if 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 you know if they can short the offensive line if the offensive line can step up and they've addressed those you know concerns um you know they, they bring in a parchment as a wide receiver one they have a really i think solid backfield um you know they they had you know mclean surprised a lot in spring and you have well, yeah. You know, Destin Hill coming in, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. But, you know, my excitement is definitely going to be tempered. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I joke about Miami 82 nothing, But my excitement is tempered because, you know, I I, I, I want to see the progress first before I truly buy into it. I'm hyped, baby. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm I'm Liddy Forgetty right now, baby. I'm Liddy Forgetty. I'm also realistic and scorned, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Oh, we've all been through it. I think that's every FSU fan. When they're walking inside of the stadium, they're going to be kind of just like, whoo, boy, please just give me a game going into the fourth quarter. They'd kill for a game yeah, going yeah. into the fourth last, quarter. And that- last, time I, last time I was in Doak for a real football game, not counting the spring game, was when we lost to Florida, what was it, 41-17 to 17 yeah. or whatever it was. Like They, that's they, my last they quit that game, man. Yeah, that's my last memory of Doak. So to yeah. walk in to a – a completely different environment. I, I, I'm ready to see it. Uh, I, you know, I think that if it goes in the fourth quarter, it's a close game. I, I think, you know, Doak's going to be just off the chain. Yeah, that's where it does play a factor. I mean, Florida State and Doak Campbell Stadium at night is just kind of a different animal. I mean, maybe during the day it's not the same, but when it gets to nighttime, college students are fully packed in there too. I mean, and even the, older the, the men spheres. are just off there. They just uh, – they're <laughs> – this, this they're they're outside not, just it has a different kind of flame to it when it's a night game. Yeah, you're tailgating all day. You've had a few drinks. I mean, you're going to get loud. You've been waiting for it. And you didn't get to do this last year, too. A majority, 80%, 75% of people didn't get to go to games last year. They're going to want to lose their vocal cords because it'll be 120% worth it. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. wild, like Nate said. And it can, you know, the crazy thing is, is, you know, wait until, you know, Florida State does have that fourth quarter situation and, you know, Doke is able to play an effect on it. The fan base is able to be loud and, you know, a defense is able to make a big stop. And, you know, you just got, it's, you know, it's all kind of dreaming things a little bit, but that's just goes yep. in huge into displaying and advertising what Mike Norvell has been doing this entire offseason. He's had a com- wonderful offseason for the circumstances that he has been in without having recruits being able to come visit, being able to, take this game down to the wire or, you know, whichever could be big time momentum on the recruiting, and, and, which is and, very, which is very scary. We've talked about it, Nate. It's very yeah. scary if Florida state is able to compete at a high yes. caliber with the recruiting edge that they're so, on right now. What's up, I was about to say, that, you know, let's not get it twisted. Recruits don't 
look at it like fans do, like we do, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, the W's and L's. They, they look at the environment. They look at how they fit in the offense. They look about, they look at, you know, is there progress? You know, if Doak is electric and FSU keeps it close or, or wins, you know, you really have to consider, um, I don't care what you say, Florida State is, is gaining a lot of momentum on the recruiting front. If they go in and, and pull that game off, if they win in front of 120 top flight, top of the board, whoever the, you know, whoever's in town, it's going to be a lot of big-time players in town. You know, they're going to put their, their hat in, in the game for, for uh, an awesome class because we're already hearing – about names here and there that are really bought, buying into what Norvell is doing. And then if they really start to see it, it, it it's, it's going to be uh, spooky hours for, for a lot of people. You come, you come to the game. I, I am coming. Austin said he's thinking about it too. I, sh- I should be. But barring anything crazy. Happening. Uh, I, I'd assume they'd have a bunch of basketball recruits there too. Yeah. So yeah. basketball does recruiting is they always set it up around, um, football games just today. Yeah, I'd imagine you know they would use that as a you know just yeah. it's going to be a great environment. I'm, try- I'm trying to think, like for the past, like Pat Williams came, it was for a football game. Mm-hmm. But most of the big time guys they'll, they'll try and bring in for a football game as well, just so they can see, you know, part of campus life. They they consider football games part of campus life, which I think is kind yeah. of fun. yeah. I bet I always see them on Langford or not Langford. Yeah, it's Langford. Yeah, yeah, I'll see yeah, them we, eating there. We, we, yeah. yeah, we always have a tailgate. Right, tailgate. On the green. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, four state's got work to do to catch up back up to Clemson. But you know, a a a win. Um, you know, the the, the state schools would will have to be very nervous about not taking the opportunity while Florida State's been down. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for it though. Might have to do a little tailgate situation. I don't know. I told Nate he's gonna do a little keg stand. No, I, I told you I don't do keg stands. But 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 flip cup, lob and shoot, um, beer pong. pong. What? Um, you want that smoke? You're uh, not winning you. that. You're not winning that. I've been to one tailgate with you, and you, you we just we just sat there and talked. I didn't see you playing. I, I, yeah, I didn't drink. What were you sipping on? I was sipping on uh, Dr Pepper. <laughs> and water. Where are you going? Oh man, I right, we'll see. We'll see. That's okay. I'll, I'll put dust. Uh, and I was gonna say awesome, but he ain't drinking. I need someone to drink with me. I'll I'll, I'll shoot if you drink. Is that fair? Well, we can do two v twos. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll let a uh, sober guy play with me. And then you get Dustin. You get Dustin. Then Nate. Nate and Dustin versus me and Austin on beer pong, September fifth at four p.m. On the dot. So, so you'll name you'll name a time to play us in beer pong, but you won't name a time to race low. So, nah, he's Whoa. too scared. We're gonna get we're gonna get to that, and that has already been addressed numerous times. He's supposed to be on here with us, but he might be training to get ready for that race. <laughs> I don't know. He's doing a lot of training lately. He must be getting ready for my race. I I'm fine. I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. But uh, let's jump and do some quick Q and A's real quick before we. Isn't- What'd you say? <laughs> what did he say? Your hairline's not in shape. My Wait. hairline's not in shape, man. Come on. I've had a long work day. <laughs> you need to chill out. You're sick. We're lucky. 
you're lucky we let you on here. You can get us sick. Just like Dustin said earlier. I had to make the joke since Nate wasn't going to say it. I, Listen, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just old now. Look at it, dude. Struggling Damn, man. look how good I look. You look like you just got out of a mob scene on HBO or something, Nate. All those no. chains. Get ready to go back to recess. Are you performing tonight? Yeah. Uh, Are you? I got, yeah, I got my booth set up ready to go. <laughs> you hand out some uh, no game uh, day uh, uh, wristbands? Uh, uh, I'm on the ones and twos spinning Barney and uh, um, Blue's Clues. Greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Help us all. Whoa, damn. <laughs> all right, here we go. First question of the day. The elephant in the room. When does Kane Madden commit? When does Kane Madden commit? Does anybody have the crystal? Publicly? Uh, public. When do you or give, a, give your best guess, I think, here? Soon. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> um, June seventh at two thirty-seven p.m. June seventh to up. Oh, June seventh. Someone write it down. June seventh. So a Monday after the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather fight. See, that's a problem that you actually know the date of that fight. What I was thinking about going. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So. You look like a Logan Paul fanboy. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. So no, yes. You should have seen him, bro. He was. It was Jake so, Paul that was man. It was Jake Paul that was fighting Dustin. You still don't understand. Who cares? It's the brothers. same person. Who cares? So he enters the portal. Florida State is one of the the heavy pursuers. Um, Florida State's name emerges. There's a lot of talk about it. Um, some people feel that Florida State's a favorite. Um. About three days later, uh, Crystal Ball start coming in after he announces that it's going to be his first visit. Um, let's let's see if he gets out of that that first visit um, without it being publicly known that he's committing to Florida State. I'd be surprised if after that weekend if he visits anywhere else. Because doesn't the summer semester start soon, anyways? Mm-hmm. Like, not, if not the first week of June, the second week. So I think it's before. I think it's before the. Well, well, yeah, I think it'll be. It's definitely before the tenth of June, in my opinion. Players start reporting June first. So, what is it? Usually, like a two to three day acclimation, where they do, you know, all their welcoming bullcrap. They don't go right into right into school. It's usually like that Friday or whatever they go, and it's a weekend, and they start back start on that Monday. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Another question here. This is live here from Dylan Davis asks two things here. How is the defense looking for this upcoming season? Also, where will they play Jordan Travis if they don't start him at quarterback? So first question, how's the defense looking for the upcoming season? This is a big question mark for me heading. If I'm going to the stands, I'm questioning, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how the defense looked last year and where some players were designed to be put at AKA Amari Gaynor and end zone packages. Uh, there's a lot of question marks where I hope I'm hoping that a spring helps this defense a lot. And Adam Fuller, coach Marv, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Those position groups, those coaches, because I think a lot of, I think a, that coaching staff didn't particularly know who to put where. I don't think they had a lot of time to have comp- uh, true competition. You know, a, a spring plays a big role in this. So I, I, I think, I think you're going to see 
uh, an improvement on defense, but it's going to take a minute if that makes any sense, because they're still trying to figure out who fits where uh, we didn't get to see Miko Dotson, who I think is, is one of the top corners for FSU. We didn't get to see him perform during the spring. He was walking around fine and just getting to see him compete. Brownlee's out there. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of question marks. You got to figure out who are your two starting corners and Jerry and Jones, who a lot of people, you know, he didn't have, he wasn't healthy for majority of last season. Uh, the staff still feels very highly of him. And you've got to remember last year, he started at corner and there was some hiccups for him throughout his time, throughout his season last year. I think there's just a lot of question marks in a lot of different ways. And there's a young linebacker unit too coming in and a defensive line that might've gone from the most disappointing position group last year might be the one that we're looking into Notre Dame feeling pretty confident about. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think we have that answer yet. I, I don't, I don't even think the coaches know, you know, who's playing where, uh, you know, I, I think the, the spring didn't answer a lot of those questions uh, with some guys not playing some guys in and out. Um, I do think that you get more production from that front four um, mainly because, you know, to. You, I mean, it's going to be hard not to. I agree, but yeah. I think you're, you're just going to get better play up there. Um, you know, I think that, like you said, you got to find what role Gainer plays. He was kind of out of position last year, just kind of floating in the wind. And I, I think the coaches understand that. And I think they know that they dropped the ball a little bit, but a lot of that too was also on the players. That wasn't necessarily all scheme. You know, let's just call it what it was. Some of it was, was just – the, um, the the players not buying into in, into the defense and, and giving half-ass effort, um, but you know you, you can't get much worse than last year. But I don't, I'm not even ready ready to answer that right now because I don't know who's gonna play yeah. where. I still think they're doing a lot of tinkering. Uh, uh, you know this this kid that came in um, from um, what, what's his name Joe? It's escaping me right now. Joe Lang, I think. Yeah, the guy that just came in, you know, he's a guy that can, you know, some people are upset about that, but this guy, if you watch his film, you know, in the box safety, he's like 5'11". He PWL, what's to be mad about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> people got to complain. <laughs> but, but you know, he, he's, again, a, a guy that has in-game experience and in playing box, can play special teams. So, I, I just don't know what it looks like yet, so I'm not ready to answer that. I mean, I mean, real quick, if you look at it, who's guaranteed to start, in your opinion, real quick on, on defense? Uh, um, let's see. Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Or Travis uh, J. My bad. Travis J. Uh, I think Keir Thomas. Fabian Lovett. Fabian Lovett. Yeah. Amari Gaynor. Rice. Depends on the injury. Sure. Um, five, maybe six people. So that would move in. Yeah. Yep. So you're still trying to figure out six. Jammy? Maybe Jammy? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's solidified, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, I, going into spring, there was a lot of uh, – going into spring, there was a lot of uh, Jamie Robinson that we start off with. Yeah. Right, Dustin? No, we were there the first two no, scrimmages, I, I, and we yeah, were pretty, no, I think, I pretty think shocked – not shocked, but a little – surprised that he was first team reps right off the bat and played very I, I, well at it yeah i think that he's in there so you're looking at you know five to six positions that you still have to shore up yeah so, you know so we'll, we'll see that debris room man is all over the place i mean we're, we can't even forget you know got brandon moore too 
Kevin Demory Tate. Yeah, Demory Tate. Well, I'll see. Well, I'll see him. He's still dealing with injury. That's a rehab that I think is going to go into. Sounds like he's off the scooter, which is a good sign. Good thing I think Brownlee too. In the yeah. slot. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, this fall camp is going to be extremely interesting to watch. But this next question, too, let's jump into it real quick. There's a lot of questions coming in. Uh, also, where would they play Jordan Travis if they don't start him at quarterback? Well, first of all, you can't keep him off the field. You know, we kind of had a little conversation behind in the group chat uh, last night or earlier this morning, Nate. You know, you, you, you can't keep Jordan Travis off the field whatsoever. Way too talented, extremely talented. And it kind of makes it for a scary situation with, you know, Milton uh, throwing the ball. And then you got Jordan Travis back there, too, which he can still throw the ball. He's not as talented maybe in passing as Milton, but the threat of having those two quarterbacks there that can uh, that still are some shifty kind of guys that, that makes for a scary offense. But going back to Jordan Travis, I I think he's going to have to play quite a bit. There's going to be certain packages set up for him this upcoming season. Dillingham and Norvell are going to be very, very uh, creative with this. And I think they're going to be able to do this, you know, game by game and kind of try to depict what is, what the weaknesses are of their opponent's defense to kind of go for the throat with us. Uh, some of these packages. I, I, I would compare it to Braxton Miller's last year at Ohio state. You know, that staff did a good job of putting him in situations to utilize his athleticism. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, a lot of it was running, but, you know, they also use him, you know, in the slot, catching the ball, you know, allowed him to get into space. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm sure there's going to be packages where he's a wildcat quarterback. Um, he, he's too good with the ball to keep him off the field. I, I, I think that you use him any way you can. And, and you know, I think the coaching staff really is going to do their diligence to figure out how to how to make that work. Um, you know, Norvell and Dillingham are smart coaches, and I think that they're going to do their best to uh, put them in situations that you know they could um, put the put the pressure on the defense. Let's see, there's another question on here. What are the chances Akeem Dent has a bounce back year? Yeah, there was some maybe some talks of Dent, uh, maybe you know transferring or leaving Florida State, but it seems like he's gonna be sticking with the Knowles at least for right now. And you know he, he's had a kind of you know last season wasn't really coming back from his injury, he wasn't fully healthy. But I think there's some still some pretty big. I think I still have some expectations for him. I'm not gonna put any money on it, but I, I think there's still some some things there that Akeem Dent can make a make a comeback what do you guys think real quick yeah i mean it, it, it wouldn't surprise me he's obviously a guy with a lot of talent um former five-star recruit and you know i remember when he was a true freshman like it seemed like he was always in the right positions to make a play he could just never come down with the interceptions i mean he probably would have had what nine picks <laughs> yeah. as a true freshman a couple years ago yeah like you said that injury probably had some effect on him last year, especially being a defensive back. I mean, you rely so much on like backpedaling and all those cuts and stuff. If you're not fully healthy, I mean, it, it can affect you really quick. So it definitely wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Akeem Dent turns it back around. Upcoming season. I, I think that would be huge for the defense. If he can get back to that freshman form, um, it, it's all injury for him. You know, he hasn't been the same. Um, he hasn't been healthy since then. So if he's healthy, you know, you cannot count him out. 
Next question here is from Mick91. Who's going to be the next high school prospect to commit? It's crazy that we now have to say high school in there because now the transfer portal is craziness. We have our own channel now specifically to do automated tweets whenever a new transfer is being made into the portal. It's gone to this point. But who's going to be the next high school prospect to commit? I can never answer these, so it's between D. Lou and Nate. Kishan Sat. Okay. Offensive tough. Line. It's tough because I feel like maybe someone could pop um, at one of these June camps if they, you know, mm. really start feeling feeling things in, in FSU's favor. But just, you know, if it's going to be someone that's not totally out of the blue or like an announcement that wasn't already scheduled, I'll go with the guy that kind of has like a firm decision in mind. I'll say um, Kaniah Charlton. I actually spoke mm. with him today. He'll He'll be officially visiting Florida State at the end of June, and then he plans to make his decision in July. So I think that bodes well in Florida State's favor, especially, you know, after everything we've reported this offseason, with Florida State heavily pursuing him and and want him to be a part of that 2022 class. Next question here is from Marvello. How do we feel about the new president? We kind of talked about it earlier today. I'm going to do some more research on it, but I think overall looking at some people that are a little bit more smarter than me, I know that's shocking, but some people that are a little bit more, more smarter on that end of the spectrum uh, feel pretty uh, happy about it, and they're, very, they're celebrating it, so it seems like uh, they got the, the right guy, but I definitely want to do a little bit more reading on it. I don't know about you guys, but thumbs up. Next question here is Chubba Purdy back, at, back with the team. Got to get in the Discord. Discord for that one is going to be, well, I'm trying to say, I'm not sure if we've said anything on it, but uh, I think we'll make a little nugget in there for our members here. And maybe before the night is over, we'll see, hopefully. But uh, yeah, there's an update there. You just got to go to patreon.com slash no game day. So Jesse, sign up. Don't have a boring off season. Next question. Is Nico Markel in or out? If he takes visits, does the staff push him out? from VA Noel from our Discord. What do we guys think? Is Nico Markel in or is he out? I think he's leaning out. But Ooh. we'll just have to see how these, you know, he's already scheduled some official visits to some other schools. I believe West Virginia, Michigan, Michigan State won. And there was, there was someone else. I don't know. But so he's already scheduled some official visits to other schools despite being committed to Florida State, which – you know, isn't really um, a great sign, in my opinion, because those visits came on the heels of A.J. Duffy um, committing to FSU. And I spoke with a source um, a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Or no, it was before A.J. committed. But um, we were getting some signs before then that, that Nico, he was being a little quieter than we expected. And, and a source told me that if Duffy commits, they didn't expect Nico to be in the class. So see how that winds up uh no i don't think florida state would push him out um the florida state staff likes him a lot um hence why they took his commitment and why they really pushed for him to uh make make his decision when he you know when he did um do i think he sticks with florida state um like dustin i i I don't see it right now um I, i i think he stays committed I think, you know, with, you know, if there's some more um, movement in that quarterback room at Florida State, I think, you know, it, 
that could keep him in the loop. You know, if there's some some guys that that leave FSU, you know, that go into the portal, I think that probably helps Florida State's favor. Um, irregardless that you know Duffy's committed, but uh, that room's crowded and it, it's going to happen if you know Florida State doesn't have chancellors out. Duffy stays committed. I, I don't think that he sticks with FSU. Next question is from Pimaj asking, how, was, how has Andrew Parchment, the Kansas wide receiver transfer, been adjusting to Florida State? I actually released a little nugget in here from a little while ago. I'll go ahead and share it here with the show. I was told that he's been a very, very, uh, very nice addition to the locker room. Uh, he's came in and immediately got to got to work and has started working relationship, relationships with teammates, if I can speak a full sentence. Uh, he's actually been working with the quarterbacks a lot uh, this last week and after and before workouts. So, so far in that locker room, he's been uh, working pretty well, trying to get to know his future teammates, his, well, his now new teammates, and uh, he's been putting in some work with the quarterbacks, which we have been told uh, the quarterbacks working right now quite a bit are Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton. So, uh, Andrew Parchman, as we know, has actually been putting in a lot of work down in the Miami area, actually training around Dalvin Cook, too. A little little cookie there for you. Uh, so he, he's been putting in a lot of work this last couple of months, and it seems like he's brought that same kind of energy and attitude to uh, the more over there. Uh, I, I would say he's been, you know, he's super tough, fast, and hard to cover. Sounds like, good to me. Sounds pretty decent. I'm excited for this wide receiver room. I could go for a tangent on it, but there's a lot of fun things to be excited for at this wide receiver room. If the passing is an upgrade. Quick questions here. When is a 24 hour live stream? Once we have time in our lives, maybe. Which is never. Yeah, we, we rarely have any time. Uh, I don't think Nate's going to be there for the 24-hour live stream. It would have to be me that has to go through the whole thing, sadly, but then I would have I'll, them I'll, on. I'll give you good. Four hours? Ten. Whoa! <laughs> More than I thought. Nate's giving me ten hours? No way. No it's way. Gotta, it's it's got to be a damn off, though. Okay. Okay, we can go back and watch some as long as we can do it on YouTube. As long as we don't get in trouble, we can go back and watch some uh, some clips from ACC Network. We can watch it on their YouTube page. I have to put that out there before we get DMCA'd. Uh, But yeah, we could watch some old games, some fun games, maybe. That'd be fun. Uh, But yeah, we're going to figure out a way to do the 24-hour live stream. We can watch some not fun games. Yeah, that is true. If we we reach like a certain donation limit, we have to watch a Virginia Tech game. Nah. If we reach oh 500 God. million, yeah, we're 500. Not, we're, we're not watching that game. <laughs> not even that seems like a not-so-fun game. We'll watch, like, the Wake Forest 2006 game. Yeah, I'd rather watch that because it led to uh, it, it, it led to FSU's resurgence, you know? Mm-hmm. What about the Boise State game? Um, Yeah, I'd watch that game because we can make fun of uh, Dontavious Jackson not recovering the fumble. Uh, next question, Marvello. Again, when is Logan going to race Los? Waiting on it. Waiting on it. I've texted Los privately about this about a month and a half ago before we were going to Kenny Shaw's camp, and been go- always ghosts the conversation there. Ghosts me every time. I don't think he wants it. He knows I've been working out. 
Uh, I've seen that he's been training. He's been training people, but I don't know if he's training. I don't know if he's training right now. He could be doing that right now. God be getting ready for the race, but we haven't set a time or date yet. I'd love to do it. The weekend Labor Day weekend would be fun to do it. I, I think it has to happen Labor Day weekend. Um, I, I was thinking about doing it in the sprint game, but I, I get ghosted every time. I don't know. We'll see what happens there, but it is going to happen. Uh, next question, two, last one. Why doesn't Dustin like pineapple from BGU? It's just too sour for me. Sour? What? Yeah, buy what pineapple you- then. That shows you how much I eat it. What? Doesn't, Dustin doesn't eat a lot of fruits. So let's kind of be honest. Here. I eat apples. When's the I last mean, time you've had a fruit? I, I eat today. I had an apple. Pineapple a day phenomenal. keeps the doctor away. But how's that worked out? I eat like well, pretty pretty well because you know I've been without insurance for nearly the past year and I've only had one surgery, so it worked out great. <laughs> you have a much. job now. You have insurance. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I, well, I love pineapple. I think it's great. On pizza is great too. All right, uh, podcast. I got to get out of here. End the podcast. You have okay. the worst. I thought Dust. Nah, me and Dustin agree on food quite a bit. Pineapple on pizza. Nate, is Nate has some awful. Nate has some awful takes on food, and it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's like all of Twitter comes after him. It's terrible. Notice he had to mute himself so his wife couldn't. Make fun of him over the yeah. Podcast. Even his wife distrusted <laughs> him, <laughs> and he works in the restaurant biz too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because I, I have uh-huh. taste. You, you guys just sit there and <laughs> you know. Oh, let me get some hot wings. <laughs> you know, hot wings. We're talking about wings. We're not hot talking about chicken nuggets with sauce on them. Yeah. Don't even get us started. That we'll go on a whole thing for thirty minutes on that. That is ridiculous. All right, real quick, we're gonna finish this off. A little, little extra stuff here. A little extra to finish it off. We're not done yet, people. We we didn't get to talk to y'all last week, so we're gonna keep it going here with some content. A lot of good topics we've had on here tonight, but the last one we're gonna go over is recruiting minute misses. So the biggest recruiting misses in the last decade. I'm just gonna kind of conversate it here. We don't have any names jotted down on the list. We're all gonna give our I own do. opinions. Nate's got his own list here. It's not on our doc. He's got his own doc going. <laughs> yeah, but... I, put on, I put on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You put on Twitter. Okay. Give it, start giving off some names here, and we'll see if we agree, agree with you. So this is the biggest recruiting misses in the so, last 10 years for Florida so, so State football. I, I had a tie for first. I had Charles Cross and uh, Justin Fields. Mm, okay. So Charles Cross was committed at one point. And Justin Fields was all but set to make that move until that whole – we know how that all went down. I, I, I think that's a very fair 1A, 1B. Okay. No, I think it is – I mean, the Justin Fields one is huge. I mean, he. the thing is, man, uh, Jimbo had a chance with him too, a pretty big chance, not even a chance, but a pretty big chance if he really – seemed like if he really wanted to try, they're – a lot no, of people don't know, but Fields was no. really close. Fields like was close a, with Gaynor, Deontay Sheffield. Done chance. Like Yeah. He was he was ready. <clears throat> yeah. And then and then Florida State lays an egg against Bama and the wheel well, Jimbo did yeah, well Jim, Jimbo wanted to go ahead and start. Yep. And then the Christmas tree got left outside. Yep. The Christmas tree uh, got left outside, yeah. 
Uh, number number two, I got Sam Howell. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a pretty good one. Uh, I like I mean, that. I mean, he's been dynamite, um, you know, since he came in. So, uh, number three, I got Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Th- Thibodeau would have been electric. He's already been so good for Oregon. And we mm-hmm. just we haven't had pass rush since. This thing about last year. And Brian Burns, yeah. And, and, and they talk about him as a possible number one pick in the draft. So, mm-hmm. I got number yeah. four, uh, Wangye Morris. Another tackle. Mm-hmm. Committed. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say another commit. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got Aaron Lynch. Aaron Lynch. De- defensive is that back end. in the day or my This is within 10 years. Axon so, Lynch? No, Aaron kidding. Lynch. I'm just kidding. Went, went to Notre Dame. <laughs> and USF. Um, then USF, but, you know, at the time, his first year at uh, Notre Dame was, was top flight. Um, number six may surprise he's, y'all. He's with Chicago, ahead. isn't he? Lynch is? He, he's bounced around a little bit. I think he is with Chicago now. Okay. Um, he, he had a couple good, good, really good years with San Francisco. Oh, never um, mind. Jaguars. Jaguars now, I guess. Okay. But he's been around quite a bit. Um, number six might surprise y'all. Um, <laughs> Dave's got like a party <laughs> cleaning. Yeah. We had a guy tweet us the other day and just went you, off you, on you Nate. Had, Nate. Yeah, Nate. you had to share the tweet. Listen, okay. If you're upset about background noise, we can sit here and record podcasts and, you know, do it over and over and until we get it right, like a bunch of twats like everyone else does, or it can be live. And, and I have kids. I have a family. I'm not going to mute my kids and my family just so you guys don't have background noise. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm right there. We, we get off of work and we come on here. We barely have a lot of time and Nate get, just literally gets off of work and he comes right on with us. So yeah. sometimes we're just eating dinner like I was just eating dinner. So sometimes there might be a little bit of noise. We try to do our best and mute yeah. it, but I think we'll, uh, we will all survive. But let's continue with our list all here right, before so, Nate kills somebody. <laughs> so number six, I have Israel uh, Mukamu from uh, oh, South, South Carolina. That's a good one. Mukamu. Yeah. He used to be committed too. Yeah, he was committed, and he had a really good career in South Carolina. When you look at some of the struggles Florida State's had at safety, um, you know, imagine him and uh, Mr. Dean together in the backfield. That would have been nice. Yeah, um, no joke. I got was Austin. It, go ahead. I was going to say, was it last year or the year before whenever he got, like, the three interceptions against Georgia? The year before. Year before. Um, then number seven, I have Austin Golson, another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, he was committed, then up in, in, in decommits and chooses Auburn. The, no, Ole Miss and ends up at Auburn. Hey, um, Nate, Nate, someone in the comments, see more stacks, says it gives the show culture. Yeah, man. We're being real. We're real. Yep, yep, We're real yep. people. We're real people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could sit here and, oh, no, no, delete it. Let, let's do it again. No. We're the um, realest of the real here. All right. Um, number eight, I got Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give your thing about what you told us in the production meeting. So uh, um, there was a lot of belief back then that FSU could have landed him if they would have offered him a wide receiver um, and not corner. Wow, at corner. Uh, I, I mean, I think they probably looked at him like another Xavier Rhodes type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that would have been a little nice there. It seems like he's had a pretty decent NFL career. 
Yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper was was phenomenal. What year? Do you remember what year that was? I'm trying to predict who he would be lining up next to. I can look it up. Look, look it up. I don't know exactly when. Amari um, Cooper commit. Bam. He was the, he Twel- was in the 2012 class, yep, so 12. he would have been <laughs> with Jameis. <laughs> yep. Wow, Jameis. You think of Jam- Calvin Benjamin, Rashad, Rashad Green, Green. Kenny Shaw, Shaw's yeah. Robin. I got. Hey, I got the. I got the Shaw camp. Oh, you're wearing it. Oh yeah, dude, this thing's comfortable, man. Uh, uh, that that, that, that would have been filthy. Oh, it would have been unfair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have been ridiculous. Um, Imagine what Jameis could do with that. Uh, number nine is a little bit uh, of a surprise, but I, I I think that he had a good college career. Um, again, looking at like that hybrid safety linebacker, uh, I put Josh Harvey Clemens went to Georgia uh, from 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 Lowndes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was a little bit of a whiff. You know, Florida State thought they had it done, and he ended up going to Georgia. Uh, number 10, I got Laramie Tunsil. Mm, okay. Another tackle, you know. And then some audible mentions, I have uh, um, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie was – From my I've, high school, I've been man. Told, yeah. I've been told from Ronnie straight up. I remember being at Panama City Beach – and being with that man, and we've always stayed in contact. And him telling me straight up that at Florida State, uh, well, there goes my story. <laughs> if Florida State would have had Jeremy Pru and they would have, uh, he would have stayed there. He would have been an old. I think they also they got on him late, and I mean he was right down the street. No, um, no, Florida State was adamant about him working out, and he felt. He- um, that he was too talented to work out. So he did not want to work out for the coaches. So the coaches told him, if you don't want to work out, we're not going to offer you. There's a lot of things there that Florida State, I think, was very – It worked out for Ronnie. Him. It would have – well – Yeah, it worked out for Ronnie Harrison. You know, and, and there were some people that questioned some of my, you know, some of my uh, options. That's just what – if you look at, you know, I, I think, you know – Eight to ten could be switched around a little bit, but you know, there's you know, Florida State was just recruiting that well, and you know, a lot of those kids on my list were committed and were at positions that now Florida State, you know, ended up starting to struggle at: offensive line, a quarterback, you know, some, some a DN, wide receiver, um, you know, yeah. a wide receiver. So it's just. You know, it's crazy to think that, the you know, the misses that Florida State had, like the near misses mm-hmm. that could, you know, you look at that team of 13, 14, that could just been even more ridiculous. But yeah, looking at two, you got to think about it. Ronnie Harrison right next to Derwin James, which would have been scary to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone just asked here, Nate, about your boy Travis Hunter asking if Florida State for somehow misses. It had to be something crazy. Misses on Travis Hunter. Where do you rank that? Where do you rank that at? So I would. That would be the biggest whiff of all time for FSU. Like by I mean, a margin. By by a significant margin. That would yeah. be like worse than Fred Taylor. That would be worse than. Shit, I, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty like, bad. That that would be the worst, but the baddest of bads. So nothing, nothing is ever one hundred percent. But he's like ninety nine point nine seven five four three six three nine four four. 
percent locked into Florida State. Can we write that down? Write it down. <laughs> yeah. Re- record it. Put it on 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 Twitter as a, <laughs> as a lead in. I don't care what you say. You know, Florida State's got the guy who's the best player in the last three classes. Firmly committed. Um, yeah. But if he doesn't he commits, commit, this is what we're putting out. No, an, if he doesn't commit, Nate's going to an NG logo tatted on him, a little small one, about the size of like a, of okay. a quarter of a quarter. Will neck. you get? No, don't need it on his <laughs> neck. But he's going to get an NG logo. <laughs> I would never tattoo my neck, ever. All right, on your forehead. Uh, I'll tattoo it on my ass. <laughs> the NG logo, damn. Yeah. Right where you going, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, 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 I'll get a tattoo um, of NG if he does not um, land up nope. for the state. Okay. Right? Okay. And then, I, and I personally don't want you to get that tattoo. No, I, I, I'm not worried about that. You know, he's – no, no. Let me go message him on Instagram and tell him I'll give him free Chick-fil-A if he commits. No, well, we got to be able to hear your mic fully. Make sure your mic is fully when you ask him. Nah, I'm, I'm getting you a mic. I, I'm going to do it before I leave to Texas on Wednesday. I'm sending a mic to you. Nah, yeah, we'll see. No, nah, but you know that that would be like a, that would be epic to get a tattoo of NG on your ass cheek. No, no, for him to not <laughs> to not go to FSU, that would be like the worst. That'd be like a Ever. bad epic. That'd be a but, bad yeah. I don't epic. think that would be epic. <laughs> I mean, I think it, that would be a in bad a way epic. that would be epic. It would be an epic oh. disaster. The definition of epic, it would fit. Yes. I don't but know. but epic means to me like awesome. Never, that was crazy cool, like something like that. No, that, that that's because you guys have changed the meaning of the word. Uh, what our generation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. but and Travis Hunter's still good with pads on, by the way. Yeah, maybe even better, and that's what makes him so good. <laughs> because you know, you had those guys in high school who were afraid to hit. So once the pads are on, you know, it's even more life for him now too. So he just looks comfortable. It kind of just looks like he's having now it's just fun. It's too easy. Like when you play the uh the my career mode on NCAA or like the road yeah. to glory and you're playing in those high school games and just putting up a shit ton of stats. It's literally what it's like. Can he Not reasonably bad. reasonably play both sides? Will we see that? I think it will happen in a game. I mean it's I absolutely. I mean, not full time, but there, he's no, certainly yeah. going to get some snaps. Yeah. So, I, I, my opinion is different from other people. I think you play him at corner, where he can play all the time. I think he shuts down half the field, and then you can still get him um, twenty snaps at, at at wide receiver. You can still yeah. get him the ball plenty of times. Get him the ball, allow him to make plays on offense. But I, you know, I I, I just think that. I mean, either where he goes, he's he's going to be dynamite in college. Um, I, I I think versatility wise with him, you know, it, 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 in the secondary, you know, I, I I know, you know, you have a guy with his ball in his hands who just can change the scoreboard. I understand that, but it's also just as important to shut down half the field. Mm-hmm. You know, w- you know, what does that do for a defense? You know, like like a Jalen Ramsey. You know, you, you have that shut down half, half the field. You know that changes the whole dynamic of a defense. Help save, helps. Save that's games. how I look at it too. I mean, you know, but I, I always play defense coming up, so 
I always prefer defense, but I, I fully can understand when you see him on offense, you know, take a screen and, and, and just he hits his, his top gear within three steps and he's gone. You know, it, it's just it, – I, I can understand both arguments. Yeah. Go, going back to the topic, though, of biggest misses, the Athletic – Like, who else would you include? Well, the Athletic just did a panel with a whole bunch of former coaches. Uh-huh. And one of them was Bobby Bowden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they asked all these coaches, who's your biggest recruiting miss? He avoided the question, saying, oh, you can't really get everybody. Uh-huh. But in a future question that talked about which evaluation were you really right about, he mentioned Emmett Smith. Yeah. Who, of course, went to Florida. He said, you know, just that kid in high school, he was the best running back he'd ever seen. Great kid. And we saw that just growing up. Emmett Smith was just that guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that was really that was really the only name Bowden mentioned. But then I want to mention a couple of basketball guys because obviously, you know, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, go right. In the last decade, are we sticking the decade? I'm sticking like the, stick the last year. A- Anthony Whoa. Edwards and James Wiseman. Oh, yeah. Edwards was all but for sure coming to Florida State. Would you put Wiggins in there too? I would not simply because he did not have the grades to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was going to have eligibility, eligibility issues had he come mm-hmm. to Florida State. Yeah, it, it, it would have been cool, and that it's a big reason why XRM came to Florida State as well. But I, I never really seriously considered that he was going to go to Florida State. Same goes for Kevin Knox. It, it was a very similar situation where, you know, legacy guy, but went to a bigger school. Mm-hmm. But you look at Anthony Edwards, who was signed, sealed, silent, committed to Florida State. Super close with the coaching staff, super close with the team. Then just last minute, Georgia pulls out recruiting tools. And tools. he ends up at Georgia. See, I remember the coaches were, especially CY, was crushed. He, he was upset about that one. And it's the same, with, same with Wiseman. Wiseman wasn't as severe, but we gave Memphis a good run for, run for their money on that recruitment. You know, we did everything. Yeah. State did everything right in that recruitment. You know, you talked to a lot of people. You talked to a lot of people close to Wiseman. Let's say Florida State was right there with Memphis. If he was from Florida, he probably would have gone to Florida State instead of Memphis. It, it was very, very close recruitment. You, you see, you're, after they spend a year or three games in college, however you want to look at it, number one, number two in the draft. And those, yeah. two, those two kids were super talented. Mm-hmm. Well, and you but, look at it now, like Edwards looks like he's blossoming into, you know, potentially becoming – one of the biggest personalities in the entire NBA. And I mean, imagine mm-hmm. if he had had a Florida State uniform on, like all the, the marketing and the branding, all that crap that comes with it. I mean, you know, a lot for Florida State to sell. Yep. It, I, I don't think it's, um, you know, being, you know, <laughs> out of line to say he's probably one of the next great scorers, I think, in, in the NBA. He can, he, he improved a ton. Yeah, I mean, throughout the year, and ha- had he gone to Florida State instead of Georgia, where Georgia he had to do everything. Yeah, and yeah. that team was it was terrible. Had he come to Florida State, you know, he's playing with three future NBA guys with Patrick Williams, Devin Vassell, Trent Forrest. I mean, that that does a lot, a lot of talent that he doesn't have to play up. He doesn't have to be the guy. You think they won the title with him? They would have won it without him. Nah. Uh, I mean, that is true. F you, COVID nineteen. I want to kill yeah. you. Sorry. They would have won it without him. You, you put him yeah. in. They, they, no, they, I, 
there's a uh, little bit of tunnel vision with him that yeah, I don't know yeah. it would have fit in perfectly, but he's so talented. Yeah, I, I agree that team would have won it all, but I think with a guy who can like take over a game as a scorer like he can, on, on top of what, everything else, I think that would have made Florida State just as on favorite. Like, I mean, there's just so much wing depth. I mean, when you think of Trent, Devin, MJ, and you throw in Anthony Edwards, I mean, come on. That, that's, that's insane. You had the souped-up Ferrari. You don't got the low-riding Ferrari. You got the SUV Ferrari. And not even three NBA players. Two lottery picks. Pat Williams went fourth, just a couple picks after him. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been an insanely loaded team. Crazy. Terrence Mann, someone put here, uh, our guy Mendoza, always in here listening, said, I'm personally loving Mann's progression. The Clippers. If only they'd play him. More, like way they, more. They, but he didn't play second against the Mavericks on a Saturday. It's it's weird. Like so, they lost, you know. Yeah, they, they, need, they need his defense because yeah. Luca was torching them. Did, didn't they do? Didn't they do that last last year too? It wasn't he, this severe. It, where he played well, and then when it came to playoffs, he didn't play at all. It wasn't this. Like last season, he was only playing like eight to ten minutes a game. Now mm-hmm. he's like this season. He was a legitimate role player playing. Yeah, yeah. What eighteen minutes a game? Let me look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. And then to so just not play him game one when, you know, Luka Doncic is torching you. Like, it's, yeah, he played 19 minutes a game this season. Didn't something happen with him and Luka last season? Uh, no, it was in the preseason. And, and, and he's putting up, well, like. There goes like, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, D-Lou. Yeah, he's putting yeah. up, you know, he's producing in those 19 minutes. Like He is. I mean. Seven points a game, seven points, three and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, and shooting forty-one percent from three. Like that's that, that's all that we didn't see from Terrence when he was at Florida State was being that good of a three-point shooter. Like yeah, you know, I, I don't follow basketball as much as you do, but like his per forty-eight, whatever that stat is, you yeah, know, per thirty-six, thirteen and a half, whatever seven it is, and yeah. three. Like that's that, those are good numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a pretty I, cool topic. I like yeah. that. I, th- I think you'll see him play more tomorrow. Better. Uh, he better. I'm traveling. Where's the game at? It's still in LA. I'm getting a flight out there. If he doesn't play more than 19, if he doesn't play more than 25 minutes, then well, game three will be in Dallas. So <laughs> Dustin just texted and said his computer died. How does your computer die if it's plugged in? Or understand. aka the fiance is like, it's time to get off. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's only gonna be an hour. <laughs> which, which, which? Oh my goodness gracious! Well, yeah, I think that's practically. We this was been a very fun pile up. Oh, Dustin's coming back in. Oh, I guess his fiance let him come back. Wow, look how sweet that is. Fiance let him come back in. Let's see if he'll have something to say for himself. Dilu, yo. <laughs> Nate, Nate said your fiance told you you only got an hour on tonight. I didn't know my computer was that close to death. Why? Why is it not plugged in? Because it's like a long stretch. What? Uh, I gotta like plug it in across the room, so it's like you have to stretch. Long stretch, doing like that? the co- the cord is like. You doing real like a tight? Split? I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up. He's got to get up, so it's hard. 
<laughs> oh, it's like the look. I'm here. The cord is like six feet that way, so it's really like I'm far away from. You cord. did not just say six feet. There's not a lot of length. That is one step. I mean, that's about six feet, right? That is one step. I mean, I'd lay down on the floor and measure it because I'm about six foot, but I don't feel like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's always a good time to start ending it off around after 10 o'clock. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was a fun pod. We had a lot of stuff to kind of go over. Some good questions we were given by everybody across the social channels and the Discord. Uh, by the way, real quick to everybody that's still watching live, we are going to be revamping the stream. So this time next week, we're going to have a little bit longer until we record next Thursday. Uh, when I get back from Dallas, Texas, we're going to come back over. Crazy. What? Going to Dallas without me. It's crazy. Without you. This ain't no date trip kind of situation yeah, like you think. I'm, it's I'm a Mavericks fan. They're playing in the playoffs. Like, come on, man. I know. I'm going to show you. I'm going to be watching invite. on the. I'm going to be watching in the bars. Don't worry. I'll be pulling free off. Damn. Okay. I, I don't got the ticket money for that. Uh, but I was going to say here, we're going to be revamping the stream. So you guys interacting on the stream, giving us comments live on Twitter, Facebook, uh, where else? YouTube. They're all going to be able to be shown here live on the screen. The guys are going to be seeing y'all's questions coming up on here. So going to be really interactive to start off this kind of get deep into this off season and next season's going to be great, but we're going to start that off next Thursday. I'm excited for it. So keep a lookout for that when we go live next Thursday at 8.30 p.m. I don't think I will. That you'll be Until on I get it. a new mic. You'll be on the damn, you'll be on the damn show. So I'm not coming back for thing. another episode until I get a new mic. Okay, I've been trying to give you a new episode just, or a new microphone. <laughs> Damn just it. go over to Logan's house and just take it. Take his. Yeah, well, I'm gone for a week. Yeah, I can break in that little window that's behind you. Probably going to leave it open for the cats anyways. You won't have to break in. Yeah, probably so. Well, we Austin knows real well he's a cat dad too. So, And I would love to redo Austin's background instead of having this man with a hat on. Do you know who that is? At us. Uh, Thomas Rhett. I don't know. Oh Lord, <laughs> no. I have no oh, idea. Who, Lord, I'm I don't even to listen to him, and I know who it is. I have no idea. It's only the Brett. greatest current country artist, but oh, okay. Uh, only the music that Austin tweets about the most. This I don't is know true. Who, I don't this know is who true. that is. Well, you have my notifications on, so that's a little bit unfair. Yeah, it's Dustin back. does. Dustin, that's a little weird too, but. Well, you see all my like tweets. Do you I want don't. me to bring that up right now? Every Here picture we go. I mean, that Austin likes. Through it. Every picture that Austin likes on Twitter that is a female. Going. Yeah. That is a female. It comes up on my timeline. Like it says, hey. Austin has liked this photo. Austin, Austin has liked this you, video. Man. I don't I don't give anything do against you. them. I just make sure to share it every time in the group chat. Like, hey, get it going it's, there, Austin. It, it, it happens more often than it should in the group chat. Like I feel like I have no privacy. You should tell me how many times he personally texts me. I don't text him. Personally. That is cap. <laughs> I swear. I don't. It's been a couple weeks, but I'll find one. He's like, man, what's Austin doing? I, do not, always do. I do not do that. I did not say what is Austin do. I say that I'll put it in the group chat. Why wouldn't I just put it in the group chat? I already do that already. I, I, I give it a respect. I give it a respect. 
he's a single man just looking for a little Twitter Twitter girl. I love it. I, Twitter used to be the place to get your girl. Like that used to be the relationship place. I don't know where it's at now. Tender, I guess. Ruined that. Real life. Did you say real life? How'd you find your fiance, Dustin? Eh, not real life. <laughs> what? So you can't roast anybody then. Uh, Nate, how'd you find your wife? Probably real life. Um, you want the story, or what, real life or, or fake life? What? <laughs> what? I'm confused. Uh, I'm, I'm, give us a quick, quick story. The, the, the quick story is uh, um, my sister was dating a guy at her high school. Um, we went to different high schools. Um, I went with them to their homecoming. I met them at I met her at um, their homecoming dance. We dated a little bit in high school. Uh, broke up, went to college. To the college thing, came back in 2002, back to Florida, um, ran into, back into each other in 2004, and picked back up. So, so then, so I, I met my wife when I was 17. Ah, uh, okay. Young love? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, are you really in love when you're 17 years old? Do you really know what that is? I loved my girlfriends in high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, for what that is, yeah. But, you know, this compared to compared deep. to like adulthood, no. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's different. So you're getting way too deep for Monday yeah, night. You're getting way too deep, so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> but here oh, I am man. now. Two kids. <clears throat> Woo. That, uh three kids. <laughs> Dustin's down here with us tonight. Yeah, man. Look at you doing that, teaching him the recruiting ropes. He's trying to teach me. I just refuse. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna work out too well for you. All right, Look, we gotta get off of this, even though the viewers are still loving it. But we gotta get we gotta get off of here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, stream is being revamped next Thursday, so make sure you guys tune in there. It's gonna be Liddy Figgitty. We're gonna be popping. Nate's gonna have so many questions about Travis Hunter. He's gonna have his freaking head explode. It's gonna be amazing. But uh. Yeah, have a great rest of y'all's week. As always, you can listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. Hit it right now. I'm giving you five seconds to hit it. So then, when every time we upload a new episode, it goes straight to your phone. You get alerted. Thank you guys so much for following and listening. Have a great rest of y'all's week. Peace. Yeah.